So um, yeah, getting this thing started, man. What is it that you do online exactly? Like how would you describe that? And why do you do it? Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, what I do is I share um, or shed clarity in, in the spiritual, more like the enlightenment, awakening, non-dual scene. And, um, and that, that's, that's what I see. I see that there's a lot of confusion out there. And that, that was my journey. That was my search, was really a search for clarity more than anything else. Mm -hmm. um, I, I can say more about what caused that in the first place later, but um, yeah, so that's what I'm trying to do, um, you know, online, I just shed that clarity, give, give some insights that can help people feel more relieved. Yeah. Oh, like you know, something clicks and it's like, oh, I now see this clearly. It's like, it's like a weight is lifted because usually there's like a false belief that's sitting heavily on the person and sometimes clarity just shines it away sort of mm -hmm. um and but but really the main the main the magic really happens in my one-on-ones and so because then when a people a person comes and i can uh address them personally it's a different ball game you know it can be so it not even compares you can't compare how much more transformative it is than a general youtube video you know what i'm saying mm-hmm yeah, I believe that for sure. Um, I think Ramana Maharshi actually said that, and I've mentioned this in previous videos as well, that there's no like cookie cutter explanation to this whole uh, non-dual perspective per se. It is uh, it is kind of pertained to the individual, the teacher and I, student relationship. I, I so agree with that because it's, it's, it's the level where they're at you say different things to different people. I'm not that, I'm just not the kind of guide who will just like say the same thing over and over to everyone. My sessions are like, if you were to witness them, you would, you would be like, whoa, they're like a whole rainbow of colors. They're very different. Um, it's what the person needs. It's not about a dogma that I have to give them. I, I don't have like, here is like, like you said, like a cookie cutter explanation. Like, here's the way it is. And that's it. It's like, where are you at? What's blocking you? Where are you stuck? How, you know, what can I, what information can I give you to help remove that? What can we look at? It could be, it could be completely, every session could be completely different, you know? I mean, yep. Yeah. Yep. That's the way, man. So you mentioned clarity. What, what exactly are you enabling others to see in this clarity? Maybe you can speak for yourself. Like what it, what did you what did you come to see and what do you also allow others to see because when i think of clarity i think like of you know polishing a window or, or maybe polishing a mirror and something becomes clear so what yeah. are you what are you making clear well i think the the big questions um which are who am i and what is this mm -hmm. so it's like the who am i is 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 the, the the most essential question, um, and what is this? When I say about what what is this, I mean how does it work? Because you see, this is just one place where I like to shed clarity. Is that a lot of non duality talk is talking about um, either emphasizing that there's no one here, or that what you are is being or awareness, <clears throat> but um, or consciousness or whatever word you want to call it, but. I don't see many also emphasizing that being isn't just being, it's creating. 
mm-hmm. constantly great. You can't turn it off. There's no off button to it. And yeah. so for me, like, you know, I know that like along the path, it was a lot like law of attraction was sort of like this entry level teaching. And then when you get to non-duality, it's like, now you're serious that you're not, you're not doing that, that silly ego stuff. But when you, I don't know, mature to a certain level, and then you hear that again, you're like, oh, it's, it's not, you don't even have to listen to it as something prescriptive. It's rather descriptive. In fact, it's just how it works. Conscious, the way I see it is consciousness is focusing through what we call the mind, which is just thought. Thought is like this focusing or direct, it directs the focus. It's a focusing mechanism. And through the, the, the focus, you, you know, what you focus on, you get more of, right? So yeah. you're always create, consciousness isn't just being like, like a static thing. It's constantly creating. And, and that's, you know, why also change, change is constant because it's not like what is, isn't just sitting here like stale and stagnant. It's vibrating. It's, it's alive. It's fresh. And every moment it's, wa- it's awaiting your, your direction. Where to go? Where to go? And where you where you decide to focus is where it'll where it'll go. It's what you'll feel, and it's what you'll create more of. It's what you'll see more of. Mm. You know. So it's like you're sending, like a course in miracles says, you're sending your senses out to find what what you've told them to go find. You know. So you, you're you find what you're looking for. Your eyes are reporting back to you what you were looking for. You know, if a person is saying, you know, life sucks and and all of that. They're sending their senses to find that. They'll find it. They'll find all the evidence and then they'll come to you and say, you see, life sucks. Here's the proof. And it's like, yeah, it's it's the proof that you created. It's not out there solidly, objectively existing in that sense. It's it's all, for me, it's all existing, but you chose to tune into that frequency. So that's what you're getting. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's good, man. I like that. You can turn off creation. That's good. Because you're always focusing on something somewhere. Can you turn off focus? Even if you're just being, you're focused on being. The focus is just focused on just being, on just now, just is. Yeah. I like that, man. Hmm. So do you feel as though there is, in this creative aspect, as a human being, there is a certain orientation toward creation and even though we have the free will to be able to create whatever we want do you believe that the clarity that you spoke of enables one to see a sort of um alignment in their creation to something greater than than their wants and needs of the body you know what i mean yeah well, there's a lot packed up in that. Um, <laughs> I probably won't remember it all in my answer, but but the point that are, that's coming for me to, to, to say is that really clarity is 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 sort of it's empowerment. Like yeah. if you're not clear, if you're confused, you can't quite be empowered because you're confused. You're you're in a fog. You're 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 not in. You're not at the creator seat. You're, 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 the wind is blowing you somewhere or you're crashing under the wave. You're not surfing. You're not clear and above it. And, you know, in that sense. Um, so, okay. Yeah. Now you have to remind me of the question. <laughs> so let me, yeah, let me just summarize it. 
when we become when it becomes clear that what we are is a sort of creative element mm. <clears throat> yeah is there a direction in that creation i love that question yeah so so for me again this is going to change for every person uh depending on where they're at again there there will be more more egoic tendencies you know like mm -hmm. um you know, I want things outside. I want, I want to be recognized. I want, I want stuff and, I, and there's, and there's no judgment on that. That's totally cool, man. Fine. It's just that there's a, there's a certain point of maturity where it's like seeing that nothing is going to satisfy you. There's no treasure outside of you that will give you the real treasure, which is what you already are. Mm-hmm. And so the seeking kind of the seeking outside kind of stops with that. It's like you, you stop leaving home. You are home. Not as in, in like you are in a place called home, like home is you. Your being, your very beingness. It's not in time, right? So it's <clears throat> you realize that satisfaction is what you are rather than seeking it constantly outside of you. So oddly, where 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 being and becoming or 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 being and creating sort of merge. Is is it's 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 a very you know our society is very masculine like in the sense of like produce 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 achieve 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 attain 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 it's like doing a lot of doing 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 right yeah oddly when you just rest as yourself capital S or just rest in being or whatever you want to call that in religious terms rest in God or when you just rest it's like you're just the flow just go, just is so naturally taking you. Mm -hmm. So becoming takes care of itself, creating takes care of itself. So you don't necessarily have to control the direction so much. You just rest. You just sit at home. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And everything kind of falls in place around you. Yeah. And you don't necessarily mean rest as in, in action. You don't literally mean sitting at home as in sitting on the couch. Not at all. No. Yeah. If anything, it actually seems to be quite the opposite, right? It seems to... It seems to, from my personal experience and others that I've witnessed, it creates a sense of action and gumption in one's action to um, to be the creator and create alongside the great creator with a capital C, almost make become the paintbrush of God in a way. But yeah, it's like you said, it's without, it's effortless, it seems. It seems to be, like you said, you just kind of, get taken into the current of God and then uh, it just gets swept away. And in that way, I feel as though is the only way. And what I mean by the only way, as in it seems like the only way to find some kind of semblance and peace in this life, some kind of semblance of, um, I guess, happiness for lack of a better word. But do you, do you know what I mean? Like it seems to be like when we, once you find this current, this in the in the river of life uh you realize that it's for me personally speaking it seems as though in the past i had misplaced priorities on where to find this happiness and find this peace right. when, re when really it was never on the outside it was always like you said the treasure was always within all along and i just yeah. had to just take a step back and just just breathe man just realize that you know where where i'm at and just kind of like focus in on really what's important you know what right. I'm saying? Yeah, because because when we when we give power to other things, when we make them so so important, it's odd. It's like 
if you're not resting in being, if you're not, if you're not, you know, there's no way to, to really say this, but I guess attending to who you really are or to what you really are, if you're not attending to that, um, that means something else is more valued. So you, yeah. you kind of stepped outside yourself for a moment. And that that sometimes you step outside yourself for experiences that feel really good, very pleasurable. But when that experience ends, you're off center. You you're yeah. you're disoriented. You don't know, you know, so you need to come back. And that, I think the mastery sort of comes in when you can really stay. You, you, and it's not, it's not a for me, it's not a path of discipline. My path is a path of exhaustion, of giving up. Like I've tried it all. I've tried it. Nothing satisfied. Then, and then seeing that your being is where happiness is. It is happiness. And not only that, but the dream or the world or whatever you want to call it is more enjoyed because nothing is so important anymore. Yeah. It's like it's the weight is like drained out of it. And it's like, oh, I can just enjoy it. Nothing's really, nothing's really consequential here. Not really, because you're absolute, you know? Mm. Yeah, there's a weird irony in that. It's like once one lets go of the world, one can enjoy the world yes. even more so. Exactly. That's mm. it. It's a, it's a, it, To the mind, it sounds like a paradox. It's, it's just that's, that's why I say when you just rest in being, you're in this vibration of joy and you're manifesting joy all around you in all kinds of ways. If it's your relationships, if it's, of course, there's challenges, there's hardships, there's family, there's people dying around you, there's sickness, there's, there's all the worldly things, right? But um, again, when you know the truth or who we all are, or whatever you want to call it, it's, I don't, it not, I don't deny anything. I don't deny the body. I don't deny a person's experience. I don't deny pain. I don't deny anything. It's just that it's not, I'm not consumed by it. That mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. You're, and you, you're not consumed because on one level, you probably realize that it's, it's illusionary. Right? Yeah. You could say that. I, I don't, for some reason, I've never really thought about that. I don't seem to use that word that often. Because I guess I don't want to discount or diminish an experience or an appearance or something, but that it is that though. It is an appearance and it is temporary and it is fleeting and it does not scar your being or who you really are. You know, I like that. Yeah. It doesn't scar your being. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I like that a lot, man. It doesn't scar who we really are. Yeah. And and that and who you really are is home. That you can never leave home. But you know these these things have become become like nice spiritual slogans or whatever. And yeah, it's not. It's like when you really realize that home is is you, you as not as this mask, but as that boundless, nameless, whatever. Um, then then you can go anywhere, and you don't have to be fixated on. You don't have to sit on a mountain or in a cave or be fixated on because a lot of a lot a lot of people they get fixated on, oh, this is what I am. So all of this is lies, all of this is false, right? Mm -hmm. And they and they they turn their back to it. And I I get those people in sessions. I get not only those people, I get their family members, if it's a wife or a friend or somebody, and there's they're like the, per, the person is, you can't relate to them anymore. They're, 
they're denying everything like existence everything is denied so to me that's just a lack of integration because there comes a point where you see that the point isn't to deny the relative because look what's happening the absolute is playing as the relative mm-hmm. and you see how you see how they they merge and and it, at the point where somebody's fixated on the absolute it's they're still apart there's the person's still here and it's not, hasn't merged into what we just spoke about earlier, which is really the flow. Yeah, that being is not just sitting here trying so hard to not get consumed by the dream. When you really know that you're home and that it's not a a, a, a place or a or a or anything in time, you can go anywhere and be home. Mm-hmm. Right. So you don't have to defend the absolute. Because anywhere you are, the absolute is. So you can play in the relative freely. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent, man. That's the tricky part about this whole thing. It's like not taking, it's like not, oh, how do I put this? Yeah, we're getting into the uh, the unspeakable territory at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like not, it's like being unattached to being unattached uh nice yeah yeah what i mean by that it's like it's like not even it's like taking a lot of people they like to take the identity of no identity and use that as almost like a a bypassing yes like don't even take the not identity of not identity as not an identity if that makes sense like don't take exactly even, even the absolute should not be attached to right there is this this seeming uh it's like a play between the absolute and the relative which really isn't but in terms of how we're speaking right now it's kind of the only way that we can describe it but the true i guess sage realizes that the absolute and the relative are just the same exact thing they're just two poles they're just there's no dividing line there's no place where one ends and the other begins or anything like that you know yeah, it's quite a paradox. Balancing the paradox, man. I guess that's really what it seems to be about. Um, you know, I'll also add to that that also it depends on on sort of the, the personality mask, you know, on in terms of how this is lived, because there isn't a right, in my view, there isn't a right way to live it. Even when people ask me, ask me about my path. Um how did you get there? What did you do and all that? And, and I, I don't mind, I don't mind divulging all the information. Like sh- I'll share everything, but then at the end I always say, but your path is a hundred percent unique. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean like, cause the mind wants to take it as like, Oh, so he did that to get there. So I have to do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And it's, it's unique, not only in the, in the way of getting to living this, but, um, but also once it's lived, like you'll see Ramana, for example, he's his sort of like um, temperament or I don't know what to call it is was was just like sort of like the classical Indian sage who sits and just sits and just yeah. sits. And then he attracted all the all the stuff that they built around him and all of that. But then you got other people or they're not people, but, you know, whatever. And, uh, and their sort of temperament is way more fiery, way more active, way more let's go out and play. And there's everything in between those two as well. So mm-hmm. the way enlightenment looks is what I'm 
getting that you know yeah there is no yeah there is no way that in enlightenment looks per se but it's like it there is maybe to a specific in the person that we would see as an individual um but that doesn't mean it is for another person actually it means that it is not for another person <laughs> it's specific to it's hard to it's like it's hard to describe but when you know it you know it like i feel like if i'm around somebody that is quote enlightened or they know or whatever label that you and want enlightenment to put on, is a charged word isn't it it's it's a what word <laughs> It's a charged word. So. It's definitely charged. Yeah, that's for sure. But I guess for lack of a better word, it's like, it's more about just the presence of somebody. And if mm -hmm. they, they just know, I don't, it's hard to explain. It, it, it depends on the circumstances, depends on who the person is, what the karma is, you could say. But there is a certain, I don't know, there is like, there is something about somebody that has insight and understanding. It's hard to put your, my finger on, at least. And yeah, there might be different flavors. Depends. Yeah. It might look totally different in, in other I individuals. That, but there's yeah. something that I can just tell, like a resonance in somebody. Yeah. And it might not even be like somebody I'm speaking to on a video. It might even just be like from words from somebody, you know, in a book or like from an old video, from a recorded video. There's, there's just like authenticity mm. and understanding from some wisdom, I guess, wisdom from somebody else, even if it's not even literal wisdom from words, just like somebody's, their wise presence, yeah. if that makes sense, is there's something so poignant to me about that. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, yes, it depends on the person. It depends what they, what they do. It's, it just depends. But there, there is like, there is a, even though there's not a, uh, I was going to say, a, I was going to say there is a template, but not really. But there is something in the presence, like in the moment, uh, in the, I don't know how to explain I it. Think, man. I think I, I, think think I like that you, you word they used, you use the word authenticity. Yeah, and yeah. To me that, that word speaks volumes because I, I think if we are listening deeply, you know, not, not so much with the mind, but with, with our being, we can tell when somebody's speaking from the past, from knowledge, from book knowledge, from uh, copying somebody else or, or whether it's original. And original, I don't mean that it's never been said before, but it's fresh in the moment. Even if it's been said a million times by a million different stages throughout a million years. Yeah. It's still think, fresh. Uh, in the moment. A better word would be novel. You know what I mean? Like it's, mm, it's yeah. novel. Yeah. Yeah, authentic novelty. And and I think that's that to me is one of the main signs because not that I'm not that I go around giving really a caring at all who is who who isn't, but uh <laughs> me, when when I feel that resonance, I know that um there is there is there's no imitation. Sorry about that. There's no imitation. I'll just turn the the notification thing off. Um, and it's, it's coming from within. It's not coming from mind. It's just coming from within. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And I think at the end, at the end of the day, when you're really awake, this is, this is a challenging thing for lots of people to hear, but, and again, depending on levels of maturity on the path, I would watch who I'm saying it to, but basically 
think at the very end, you have to understand that you have to be completely alone. Mm. Because what I mean by that is there, there can't be another, another person, guru, teaching concept sitting with you in your mind because you're, you're still following. Yeah. You're still following something. Yeah. And being, my experience at least, it follows, it, it's, it has no authority. It follows nothing. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it follows itself. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Hmm. So how would you describe this, uh, this, this wavelength, this mindset? What is the, um, so we described the different flavors of awakening or enlightenment, whatever you want to even describe it as that doesn't even describe it, to be honest with you, but Right. You know, we describe the different ways that it may appear and how one can become resident to this understanding. How would you describe the commonality of this understanding between these individuals that you may witness through, you know, through a book, through yeah. a video, through a conversation? What is the commonality? What is the sublimation of all of these, uh, the understanding, even though it may be different and the path may be different from one person to the other, which it definitely is. I still think there is a, there is a similarity in absolutely. That, right? So what would you describe is the similarity of insight between that? I, between I would that? say, and, and again, a lot of people are really like picky with the words and some words are not allowed in non-duality and some words are not. I, I really don't care about the words. I couldn't pass. <laughs> Mm -hmm. For me, I would say it's, they know themselves, not as a body, not as mind, not as a personality. They know themselves as what is prior to all that, during all that, and after all that, mm. that which doesn't change, that which doesn't come and go, that which is not in time, that which has no form. Um, and, and I think that the, people can use words differently. Today, maybe awareness has become a more common word, but to me, it's it's being aware of being it's just being aware of being it's it's and once you're aware of being be you you, re, you realize that being isn't it isn't um confined by anything yeah. Wow. Yeah. that's the freedom that's sought is to be un, unconfined but but any any also technique that you look at you know there's gurdjieff's idea of self-remembering there's headless way douglas harding the the see who's seeing um there is all the i mean endless meditations that are not just sitting meditations but living meditations that help you it's all about remembering the self in one way or another there's there's abide in the i am they're all the same they're just different doors to the same no place no place go ahead i think what bothers a lot of a lot of seekers and this is this is this is partly what's happening with 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 a, with some neo advice of the day I, I mean not to badmouth anybody but I, but i get a lot of these people who watch that coming to me and going i'm stuck i'm stuck i'm listening i'm listening i'm listening i'm listening i'm listening i don't know what's happening i, I don't get it mm -hmm. it's like because you a lot, a lot, I'm not going to, you know, I can't unpack the whole thing, but one of the thing that happen, things that happen is you're being told constantly there's no path, but you're not experiencing 
that. It's not your experience, nor are you even anywhere. You're not in the vicinity of experiencing that. So what you're doing is, is you're denying yourself practice because they tell you there's no practice to get to this. For someone who's experiencing it, that makes total sense. There's, there's no way to this. How could you come to the home you've never left? But you either actually know that or you pretend that to do that because some speaker said, and so now, okay, so I guess I can't practice. So now you're, you don't know what to do because you're trying to not do anything and you're just, you're nowhere. You're, you're just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. There's a difference between knowing it on the surface level and then having the direct knowing. Oh, that's a radical difference. Yes. Because then it just becomes the dogma of no dogma. Exactly. (laughs) And the identity of no identity. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's where it gets tricky. That's why, like, I think how we started this convo is there's no cookie cutter. I mean, I know it may seem hypocritical because we both have YouTube channels dedicated Mm -hmm. to certain generalizations around this topic. But I think, I don't know. I think with a keen eye, one can see past that. And I, I try to try to not, I try to say like, mm, I don't know. I try to, in my own description of it, uh, avoid the pitfalls of the neo-advaita scene. You know what I mean? To say like, even yeah. saying that there is no path that doesn't imply that practice is futile you know and things around that i think it's that's where one can get caught because i because it is true right at one point one can see when you come to a certain direct realization that uh you really don't and this this may seem hypocritical let me just preface it with that but you really don't need meditation you don't need yoga you don't need psychedelics you really don't need any of the the books really but in order to come to that, it's almost like it seems like from my personal experience, one has to have that practice to know that ultimately the guru lies within, right? The, the Holy Spirit is within us at all times. But it's almost like you need to, for me, reach that certain point through my practice to mm-hmm. be able to I love realize it. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. And I would also add to that, that it's for me, like I said, mine is the path of exhaustion of giving up. It's the path of failure. It's of having tried so many things and, and trying to do it right and trying to do it like the teacher said and trying to do it for as long as they said as I should do it. And all this trying, that's what ends is yeah. there's no trying, you know, but it, but I got, I can't say it would have never ended had I not tried. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, there's a weird irony in that. Hmm. Yeah, that that's the thing that's hard for the. It's hard for 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 people to often hold paradoxes and and that often things are both and not either or. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. like and there isn't a path. It's both. <laughs> yeah. Just because naturally our mind likes to have this is it, this is it, this is the answer. This is what I need to do. When it's really there is no such thing as this is it. Like there is, there is no answer. Just our our mind is just naturally binary. It's naturally dualistic. But but to, to answer this, go ahead. Well, the truth isn't right. And and to answer this sort of in in the mind is um, 
is meaningless because it's not going to satisfy you. So you can, you can know the truth really well in terms of like how to explain it up here. Um, but it doesn't do anything for you. Your seeking won't end with that, you know? Yeah. It's so let that. me ask you this, man. I mean, I know you, we, we describe there's no cookie cutter response to, um, to this whole thing and how to explain it. Um, but there is still value and guidance, right? There's, there is still value at being able to um, be the finger pointing at the moon as long as you don't claim the finger to be the moon, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, good point. So how in your sessions, if you can kind of try and describe it, what mm. what do you, I know it's it's different and it pertains to each person, so, but like how how does your guidance go about? Do you just... Um, you just have like a simple conversation with somebody like hey what's going on today man like how you feeling like how does this is it really just in the moment wow. it depends like how would you describe what your sessions are like your one-on-one -on -one sessions I, I don't know if i could do it simply and concisely but i'll give it a shot okay <laughs> so i think first thing i don't know it's i see them i see where they are i see what they're feeling i see them and when they feel seen um they feel understood they feel there's a trust that happens oh yeah you know what mm -hmm. i mean there's like a safety and a trust and uh there's a relief also just at that i even ha haven't even done much except just see them mm -hmm. it's like already a relief like somebody understands where i'm at what i'm experiencing and part of part of the reason i could do that is because i made all of the mistakes literally yeah. all of the possible mistakes on the path mistakes. I mean, I needed to go through them anyway, but um, so I understand them. And then depending on where they're at, because I've made all those mistakes, I can see it's like, it's like they're stuck on a certain level and they just don't know how to get out. I don't like the word level, but I just don't have any, any other way to, to describe it. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, rem I just sort of, it's, it's very in the moment and intuitively I, the guiding is guiding them from that fixation, from that place of stuckness or confusion. It's like shining a light of clarity on that. And that's the reason it could be different very much from session to session is because each person's confusion could be very different. Yeah. Some are stuck like up here in like, for example, okay, I'm awareness, but, and then this all looks like a dream to me, but I have no joy. I have no joy. I'm just like, like too detached. So how do I get you out of there? You know, um, where, where do you go from there? Some people are like, I've lost my motivation. What do I do now? Some people are, I mean, I don't know. It, it so varies from person to person. You know, mm -hmm. some people are more towards the beginning. Some people are very advanced already. It's, mm -hmm. it occurs. I get but, 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 but the way I know it works is that every single time that, that a session ends, it ends with joy. It ends mm -hmm. with a smile. It ends with relief. It ends with happiness. It ends with satisfaction. It ends with, oh, I'm so glad I called you, you know? So. That's pretty powerful. Yeah. It's very powerful. And that the, the, the thing is, is it's hard to convey to people like, gosh, I'm dying to shed clarity. That's my passion. I'm dying to shed clarity for you. Cause I know you'll be happier. You'll, it'll feel the ease, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and, and so I'll be honest and I have no, no, no uh, shame on saying this, but 
But the only reason I post on social media is, is, well, not the only, but one of the main reasons is to hook. It's, it just is because I know I can help. So there's no, there's no shame in that. It's just how do I let you know that I can help you? Well, perhaps if I offer something valuable online, you'll see like, okay, I think this, has, this, this might provide the clarity that I'm interested in. Mm. You know? Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, trust. I think that's important. And it's interesting that you can establish this trust through a computer. You know, you can do it through a, through space and time. And you can establish this connection with seemingly a separate individual, seemingly. And you can do it through a computer screen or your phone screen or whatever it is. And I've come to realize that myself doing these talks, it's that locality really doesn't matter. And this whole, this whole idea of separation is even more um, drilled into my being once I have a true connection that is non-local. And I think you can probably attest to that, right? It's that really yeah. space and time doesn't exist. Like true connection, a true loving, trusting connection that has no boundaries. The boundaries, like the, 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 the space that I am in and the space that you're in, it's the same space. <laughs> it is. It's, it's, it's interesting, right? It is. And it's, it's a no space even in a sense. Um, mm. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say that that really, I mean, t- to see other others is one so, like part of of what that is is validating them wherever they are. It's this absence of judgment, this total validation of them exactly as they are, and 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 more than that, it's this honoring and respecting of who who they're expressing as and where they're at right now. And it's not, it's not like wherever they're at, there's this honor for like, honestly, to be, to be super honest, like anybody on the path, anybody who's doing this path, I got to honor them just by the fact that they're on this path. Mm. Cause this is not for the faint of heart. Like if you're on this path, I already applaud you. you know? <laughs> yeah. The, the thing is we're all on the path, even if we know it or not. True. <laughs> True. Yeah. But there is, a, there is a difference between someone that knows this path and doesn't know the path. Even though we are, we are all walking each other home, as Ram Dass would say, it's still like with a certain awareness is a little bit uh, expedited. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, all the things like the dark night of the soul or, or feeling like you're faced with letting go of attachments or things like that, it's not easy. It's, and then you still have to function in this world. Yes. It wasn't easy for me. Let's put it that way. It's definitely not easy. No, it's not easy, but it's worth it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely worth it because I, I think I said this already. There's no other way. One can find that there's really no other way to go about trying to find this so-called peace and happiness. The path is the path to a sense of just being okay, just feeling okay in this life, you know, enjoying this life for what it is. Um, mm-hmm. That's how I see it, at least. And there's no other, there's no other path. I mean, we can try, we can try and walk other paths, that's for sure, because it's all the same path. We can try and pave our own way, but ultimately, um, yeah. 
it's futile in the end. Like it, ultimately one has to go within and unveil what one truly is in order to find that sense of peace, peace in the moment. And that's just personally speaking, you know, I'm not trying to preach on what anybody should or shouldn't do, <laughs> honestly. But from my personal experience, it doesn't seem to be any other way. Like I had to have this kind of uh, moment or moments or uh, experience of just questioning like, what, uh, what is this? Who am I? Why, why does bad things seem to happen to me? You know, the list goes on, but just to that, the simple fact of self-inquiry and I, just questioning what the hell it means to be a human being. To me, it seemed like I could. There's no real other way to to find uh, find a state of equanimity. I guess you could say, yeah, 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 man. <sighs> the way is the way. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Um, I mean, I don't know what else to say, man. I was gonna. Do you see eventually a world where I guess everybody is on this wavelength? And I know that I said that we're all on this wavelength, whether we know it or not, but the wavelength of knowing that we're on the wavelength <laughs> of, of at least trying to identify what we are. And I guess that's, that is in one way described in A Course in Miracles, right? I can't really quote any specific yeah. thing but i think in the book it says eventually we're all going to come back you know we're all going to come back to god in one way or the other so i mean do you do you see a world like that do you see like the earth and all human beings all being on this wavelength someday well so i, I would describe it this way so we've never left god so it's like having will 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 there be a point of overall like aware everyone having the awareness of that right yeah, yeah. mm-hmm so um I, I I think that that that's possible but are we anywhere near there I uh, look I'll say that the word awakening I I don't even know what it means anymore because everybody <laughs> says I've had an awakening I've had what do you mean what does that mean yeah. everybody has some different idea of what that means of having an awakening um I, I do I do still think, Forgive me for saying this, but there aren't so many who go all the way, mm. all the way. And so to have uh, a whole world where everybody is like that, I don't think we're anywhere near. But to have a world where, um, yes, people are awakening, becoming more aware, getting more empowered, you know, yes, that that's that's a possibility. I mean... Hard to say, but it's it's a possibility. I I've I've been advocating that that is the case, that there is an awakening in that sense. But I wouldn't go as far as to call that a mass enlightenment. I differentiate here in my answer between enlightenment and awakening. What mm. people are calling awakening these days, yes, maybe that's happening. What people are what what I would consider enlightenment, not the people who are considering themselves awake are not necessarily enlightened. Oops. Oh. How would it. you describe the difference in that? Like simply, how would you, if you could? Do you do do you know that you're the source? Do you really know that? Not intellectually. Do you do you do you are you, do you know that? Like I, this is not the the word no is just so weak here. So I keep repeating it yeah. to emphasize. But 
um, do you know that you're the origin, that you're, that you're not a product of anything, that actually you're not in the world, that the world is in you and is you? Do you know, do you know, do you really know that you're the source? Because that's, it's again, to be alone, as I said, alone. I don't, I don't know how many are willing to go there. It's, it's, it's to be alone is to let go of everything, everything. Yeah. But at the same time, you are everything. So there's that paradox again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, and I think what people are calling awakening is like, I mean, you know, I use that word too. So, you know, I don't, these just words, but um, I think there are a lot of people consider, I don't know, awakening is like being aware that we are sort of being been very disempowered and it's time to take our power back and but not as the self capital s but more more like as this there's still an identification as a person but now it's just going to be an empowered person yeah <laughs> that's the difference yeah yeah i see what you mean yeah okay yeah yeah and the way to this so-called enlightenment that doesn't really exist is a way to uh yeah it's oh man I can't, it's hard to describe then i'm getting to like I, I don't even want to talk about it <laughs> you get to a certain <laughs> point it's like do you watch that because, like, because yeah. at the end of the day i mean you know we talk about alignment and all that and it, it it's like we're dangling a carrot a little yeah. bit and at the and at the same time it's like you're already that so that's that's the odd situation of of speaking about this and especially of teaching this you're constantly in the paradox of let me guide you here to where you've never left. <laughs> Odd situation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, could you, could you describe it as like knowing that there is a God and not only is there a God is that you are a part of this, this God, if you, for lack of a better word, I know that's definitely a charged term as well. So oh, yeah. I mean, Recharged. but I yeah. mean, with the right, with the right understanding, one can come to understand what that means. And would you say that is, that is the path, the pathless path is to realize that, um, our being is a lot, I guess you could say greater than what we thought it was, but it's not necessarily greater. It's actually less than at the same time, but it's less than like any of our humanly wants. And that is like, oh, it's hard to explain, man. It's like that is that is the God essence. Like we we're just innately God, and we try not to be. If I guess if that's what I'm uh, yeah, trying yeah. Uh, getting at, but like the the path to enlightenment is unveiling that we are, we always will be, and we always were this God essence, and and yeah. we got ourselves into this calamity um, at our own will and it, the path to enlightenment is just kind of peeling the layers back in order for one to truly reside in that god uh consciousness right would you say that if one could try and describe the path it's it's that it's 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 realizing that we are quite literally in this moment me you everybody everything are a part of god um, and I know that doesn't do it justice, but it's, would you say that's an, a somewhat apt description? So the thing about, so, so I would, I would agree, but it's not complete. I would add, 
Mm-hmm. I would say we are a part of God and each, and each part is also the whole. Mm-hmm. So each, each like here, here is not just a part of consciousness is all of consciousness, all of existence. I am the all, you know, as Jesus said this in the gospel of Thomas, I am the all split wood and you'll find me there open a rock or whatever. And you'll find me there. Yeah. I don't remember the exact quote, but something like that. Right. Yeah. And so um, all of it is here. All of existence is here. But at the same time, it's also a part of the whole. And again, this is where it's always both and it's always a paradox. And we, the mind wants it clean and like cut. Okay, here I can, I can put this in my, in my cupboard, in my mind. Okay, here's the truth of what enlightenment is. Okay, got it there, stored, lock the key. I know it now. But that doesn't do anything mm. to know it. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's like knowing it's that you can it. never know it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like Socrates said, to know thyself is to know that you know nothing. Well, or or even that there's nothing to know. I mean, in, in that sense of just being, being isn't, uh, you do, what do you need to know to be? You already are. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is also I ask people, they're trying so hard. And I'm saying, what what effort do you need to do to be? <laughs> Nothing. And that that's the that's the tricky thing because we're so doing oriented. Let me achieve this in the future. And it's like guiding is actually not pulling them forward, it's pulling them back, mm-hmm. reeling them inwards, yeah. back to themselves. And that's what guiding is, by the way. To me, it's bringing you, you, or not you specifically, the general you, back to you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not about teaching you anything. The concepts are there just to. It's like Ramana said. It's so he said it the best in this regard, where, like, it's it's a it's a thorn to remove another thorn. You you use a concept to undo other concepts, but eventually, when there's just being and you're alone, there's no concepts in that alone. Mhm. Mhm. So you're alone and and all one at the same time. So that's the the you're you're the whole and you're the part. Yeah, think of how alone is spelt. Exactly. That's, that's what I was alluding to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is peculiar in that sense how it's spelled like that. Interesting how languages. I I, I speak mm-hmm. Hebrew and Hebrew has some wow, some amazing things that really connect beautifully. Yeah. Well, I feel like, well, Hebrew is a whole other animal from English, man. And I don't know Hebrew, but from what I've read about it, it just seems like it's very closely tied to the the concepts that we're, we're speaking of, just at a, a level with less words, if that makes sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like more poignant, more precise, if that makes sense. Yeah, there is something to that. That's right. Yeah. Probably just because it's an older language, to be honest. There's less hubbub about it. You know, there's less there's less of a mixture. It's very... It's just very close to uh, the original conceptualization of of said of language of the utterings of the energy of language. You know, it's just like I feel like the older a language is, and the less edited per se it is, the the closer it is to a sense of truth in the concepts, or closer to the resonance of. Interesting. The, uh, I think I think there's something to it, and I think Kabbalah talks about that and the twenty two Hebrew letters and mm-hmm. the G behind them and. It's, it has to do with, with, I don't, I don't, you know what? 
I don't know enough to, and I don't want to disrespect that uh, beautiful branch of knowledge. So I'll, I'll shut up about it, but yeah, there's, there's, there's some beautiful stuff connected to the letters and the numbers and all that stuff. Yeah. 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 It's, um, language is, it's, uh, it's powerful. Yeah. It's definitely a powerful, um, thing to analyze language and the etymology of words and see how it all connects and see really what's behind the concepts of language and how, I mean, ultimately it's like, it all comes from, you know, first was the word, right? <laughs> first, it's yeah. in one way or the other, you can see that all language, it's like, uh, how do I put this, man? Hmm. I don't, I don't know how to explain it either, to be honest with you, but there is a certain, like, if you know how to study language and especially languages like Hebrew or, or Sanskrit, or Gurmukhi, there's a certain kind of resonance to those words that English or other modern languages don't hold. And I guess we can probably keep it at that okay. <laughs> rather than destroying yeah. the ideas. Yeah, it's, there's this certain specialty to these old ancient languages that our modern ones don't quite hold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That's a whole other rabbit hole, though. <laughs> it's, it's interesting that that idea of uh, first there was the word uh, mm. in the beginning was the word because first of all where's the beginning <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. that's another thing in the gospel of Thomas he, they ask him about that I think uh, where about the end and he say, asks them have you found the beginning that you're asking about the end <laughs> alluding to there is none there is no beginning or end and uh and I think throughout it all, what's interesting is, is the word is creative, but before the word is actually silence. Mm -hmm. So maybe the word is the beginning. It's the beginning of creating something out of the silence, but before the word is silence and after and during, it's always. Mm. Yeah. And I think what the word is stands for is like, it's almost like information, right? Mm -hmm. Not necessarily the word yeah. as in the symbolic form, but like from that silence comes a sort of like code in a way it's like this codified god is codified in the word mm -hmm. uh, and it transforms through time but with a keen eye one can one can see the transmission you know through through language one can one can kind of like the all one statement alone like you have to like analyze like where that came from and there's 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 so much of that in, right. in English, but especially probably in Hebrew, right? There's so much of that, like how, where this all like language stems from, man. It's all, it's like what the information is that is goes beyond the, the, the base level meaning. And I guess um, I've heard this before. Like if you analyze, yeah, like Gematria, like if you analyze the, the Old Testament in Hebrew and you see like the codified form of it in the in the form of numbers it, it's like a totally different meaning than what the what the uh, yeah the, the story of the old testament is and it's like supposedly a uh it's supposedly like a, a documentation of time somehow it's almost like the akashic records and i'm like what? that Have that seen makes that? a lot more sense as in like it, it transcends the the beginning and the end you know what i mean if it is like just if at first was the word uh, i'm kind of losing myself here but i think you can understand what i'm saying it's like if if Hebrew is this codified, if the Old Testament is like codified time, it's like it's like we t somehow took time and codified it in language, in a in it's it, wow. it's in some kind of mathematical form, but it's in some kind of code yeah. that one has to look at it with in the right 
Dude, I have to ask you, have you seen the movie Pie? It's it's old. I've heard about it. I've heard about it. Oh, this, like, he, it this guy, he just goes into all that. He starts studying it all. He kind of loses his mind. But but uh <laughs> man, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can go into that. I mean, I've lived in Israel, I've seen people go into the the Kabbalistic or you say geometry, we say gematria in Hebrew. Um yeah, go into that. And it's it's a fascinating world, but it's also one that I would advise not to get lost and don't lose yourself. Mm-hmm. People go get intoxicated with things and forget that this is that that they're the treasure. This is fun. This is fun to explore. Yeah. Here's all the information. Here's all the codes. I'm looking at it right now. Mm-hmm. It's marvelous, and we can marvel at it. But at the same time, which is marveling at yourself, but at the same time, not to get lost in it, like identified. Yep. Yeah. Amen to that, man. Yeah, that's the key. I think uh, to any kind of uh, any kind of rabbit hole one wants to go down, as long as one doesn't take that as the so-called truth, even yeah, though it may be very tempting. You know, maybe yeah. tempting to go and get lost in the code of gematria, and maybe it's somehow time is codified in the Hebrew form, right? That may be very tempting, but ultimately, yeah, like you said, it's just it's just like a form of entertainment. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, the code is right here. The code is right here yes. now. There's, there's really yeah. there's nothing that one needs to do needs to read needs to be needs to like just really just uh yeah there's nothing that we need <laughs> other than maybe food and water but then even then it's like does this being like yeah you need food and water to survive in this body but i guess you well the body it. needs food and water you yeah. you don't actually need it yeah yeah exactly like you yeah you don't need it the true you the true i the true i guess self doesn't necessarily need it with one can come to find that what we need is uh ab- really absolutely nothing at all <laughs> just ourselves just yeah. ourselves that's why one of my favorite quotes is by meister eckhart where he says i i want i am what i wanted and i want what i am hmm. yeah i like that man when you realize to me, when I realize that I'm the treasure, I don't, I don't have to, I don't want to leave myself. I fall in love with that capital S self, right? With existence, with being, with what you call God. Mm-hmm. I fall in love with that. And from there, I approach the world. And, and to, to put it in, in like really down to earth terms, I just call that being centered yeah. or grounded. Yeah. That's what I mean when I say be centered. Um, but it's interesting because... There's paths like of devotion where you go really high and you get really high on, on that love. Um, and then there's paths like Zen where you're more relaxed, right? And you're just like, or you're Zen, <laughs> as we say, you know, like nothing phases you or whatever. And it's interesting to be both, to be able to feel so fully, yet not, not, not lose your center as you do that. Mm-hmm. That's that to me is the best of both worlds uh i think it was you know i, I don't know maybe it was osho who some who was talking about how that sort of like it's this relaxed alertness which sounds like again another paradox or contradiction because relaxed but alert yeah i like that mm-hmm. it sounds like balance might be another word to use true balance in one's being yeah yeah that, that's the interesting thing is I think part of the awakening that's happening now is people are being more aware that that everything is energy and that 
that to feel centered or to feel good, you need to have balance, right? So some people will talk about it as yin-yang balance. Some people will talk about, about it as balance between the elements. Oh, you're too fiery. You need some, some water, you know? Um, and I think that's a, that's a really good stage to lead you deeper within. Like I said, it's not the end, but it's a, it's a great stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's not the place where you don't need anything that you were just alluding to a moment ago. It's not that. It's not that. Sometimes I call it ultimate carelessness, which it can sound like cold, but it's not cold. It's just, I mean, if nothing could happen to you, you wouldn't care so much. If you're not, if you're, if you didn't think your happiness wasn't an outcome, you wouldn't mm-hmm. care so much. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a carelessness to the self and it's light, it's lightness. Um, so, so what I'm saying is that, that, that balance thing is great, but it's, it's not yet that, cause that is that even without needing balance, it doesn't need any, it, it doesn't even, it doesn't even need happiness because the moment it tells itself it needs happiness, then it, it leaves itself. Yeah. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's peculiar. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean though. Hmm. I mean, would you also say, I mean, starting to wrap this thing up, sure. it, it kind of, this, this mindset of no mindset, this, this kind of uh, identity of no identity, this truly indescribable-ness uh, to oneself um, leads one to a sense of uh, invulnerability mm-hmm. and ultimately leads one to a sense of, in a way, transcending our demise like transcending the bodily death because i think that that's right right doesn't that that's in the back of every person's head right i feel like that's where every fear comes from is that we're going to lose everything when we die like we're going to lose this experience but would you say this the ultimate insight that one can come to is that it's like the, the the saying die before you die right i think that's a popular buddhist saying so would you say like the ultimate insight is like there's there's nothing to lose right you can't lose yourself that would yeah. be the ultimate insight for me that's that's where i said before you are home you can't can't leave home you can yeah. imagine you can think you did but you can't actually do it it's like the dreamer gets so identified with the dream character that forgets that oh shit i'm i'm the one dreaming nothing's ever happened to me mm-hmm. to me nothing ever happens ever ever it can't mm-hmm it's just in a dream. It's just, and then when I think I'm the dream character and I think all these things are happening to me and now I'm trying to, oh, heal my scars and heal my wounds and all of that, where really I'm already whole and complete because I'm, I'm the dreamer. Yeah. No matter what. That's, no matter that's what. the powerful thing. No matter what. Like that. Yeah. No matter what. That's, that is the powerful thing. Yes. Very powerful. Yeah. Even think of those Absolute, words. You know? Yeah. They absolutely, no matter what, and think of those words, right? No matter, like the matter. Yeah. No matter what, like anything that happens in matter, no matter what. like Right. Yeah. But I would say that in the integrated view, which I talk about also in my videos, that I I, I refrain from saying nothing matters at all, like in, in the absolute way, because not saying that it's not true, but because, you know what, there's also, there is humanness here. Mm-hmm. I'm not, not going to pretend 
like if you were to burn my hand, I'd be like, oh, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't affect me. No, sure. There is a part of me that's wit- witnessing that or whatever you want to call that. Again, can't really describe that. That is untouched by it. That will live, that will be, it was before it, it's during it, and it will be after that absoluteness. But the 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 Daniel side of me is gonna scream like a baby. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. I'm not I'm not trying to prove it's does it because that becomes another identity. Let me prove how unaffected I am. Let me go sit in the snow and show that I don't get cold. And I mean, and it's like before. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. Being doesn't need to prove anything nor improve anything. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. The show must go on, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does whether you want it to or not. There's mm-hmm. always this thing, you know, it just goes on and on. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, man. And on that note, honestly, I think we can probably wrap this up. Um, yeah, that feels feels complete to me. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. I don't know. You got anything else to say? You want to keep it at that? Honestly, I think I think we 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 hit the nail on the head with it, and it's it feels done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it feels done. Yeah, not done. The show must go on, right? <laughs> you see, beautiful. That's always the paradox, isn't it? <laughs> It's done yet, never done. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, I appreciate your time, effort, wisdom. Uh, thanks for coming on here and speaking with me. I think this was awesome. Um, I enjoyed it a lot, man. This was, this was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, man. Uh, I don't know. Keep on doing your thing. Wish you all the best. I'll link everything down in the description for anybody that's watching this in the future. And uh, keep on keeping on. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. <laughs> Peace and love. Peace and love, everybody.